Chapter two, part four of A Common Story by Ivan Goncharov, translated by Constance Garnett, eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter two, part four. Alexander returned with his papers to the table and saw that his uncle was reading his letter. His papers fell out of his hand what is it you are reading uncle he said in dismay why a letter that was lying here to a friend it must be i beg your pardon i wanted to see how you write and you have read it yes almost only two lines more i shall have done with it directly why what was in it there are certainly no secrets in it or it would not have been lying about like this what can you think of me now i think that you write fairly correctly smoothly then you cannot have read what is written in it alexander asked eagerly no i fancy i have read all said pyotr ivanitch looking at both pages to begin with you describe petersburg and your impressions and then me good god exclaimed alexander covering his face with his hands well what is it what is the matter and you say this calmly you are not angry you don't hate me no what is there to make a fuss about repeat it calm me no 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 but to read such bitter truths about yourself and from whom from your own nephew you fancy that you have written the truth oh uncle of course i was mistaken i will correct forgive me would you like me to dictate what is the truth to you if you would be so good sit down then and write alexander picked out a sheet of paper and took up a pen while pyotr ivanitch looking at the letter he had read dictated dear friend have you got it yes petersburg and my impressions i will not describe to you describe to you said alexander writing it down petersburg has been fully described long ago and what has not been described you must see for yourself my impressions will be of no use whatever to you it is useless to waste time and paper for nothing i shall do better to describe my uncle because that is of interest to me personally to me personally said alexander well you write here that i am good-hearted and very intelligent i may be so or may not let us rather take a middle course write my uncle is not stupid nor unkind he wishes me well uncle i know how to appreciate and to feel said alexander and got up to kiss him although he does not fall upon my neck continued pyotr ivanitch alexander who had not yet reached him sat down again rather suddenly but he wishes me well because he has no reason or motive to wish me ill and because my mother has interceded with him on my behalf and she was good to him formerly he says he does not love me and very reasonably it is impossible to love any one in a fortnight and i do not love him yet even though i maintain that i do how is that possible said alexander right right but we are beginning to get used to one another he even says that it is possible to do without love altogether he does not sit with his arms round me from morning till evening because this is quite unnecessary and he has not the time averse to all outbursts of feeling that may stand that is good have you written it yes well what have you next prosaic write it while alexander was writing pyotr ivanitch took from the table a paper of some sort twisted it up thrust it in the fire and lighted a cigar with it and threw the paper back into the fire and it burnt up my uncle is neither a demon nor an angel but just a man like everyone else he dictated only not altogether like you and me 
he thinks and feels after an earthly fashion he considers that since we live on the earth we must not fly off from earth to heaven where we are not invited for the present but must busy ourselves with human affairs which are our calling therefore he analyzes all earthly matters and especially life as it is not as we should like it to be he believes in good and at the same time in evil in the noble and in the base he believes also in love and friendship only he does not think they have fallen from heaven but he considers that they came into existence together with men and for men and that they too ought to be understood and in fact generally that one ought to look at things steadily in their actual bearings and not be carried away god knows where among honest men he admits the possibility of a friendliness which from frequent intercourse and habit turns into friendship but he considers also that from separation habits lose their strength and people forget one another and that this is by no means a crime for this reason he is convinced that i shall forget you and you me this seems to me and probably also to you strange but he advises us to accustom ourselves to this thought so that we shall both avoid being deceived as to love this is his view roughly speaking he does not believe in eternal and unchanging love just as he does not believe in ghosts and he advises us not to believe in it however he advises me to think on this subject as little as possible and i advise you the same it will come he says of itself without any invitation he says that life does not consist of love only that like everything else it has its fitting season but to dream your whole life of one love is absurd those who seek it and cannot do without it a minute live with their hearts at the expense of their heads my uncle likes to be busy with work and advises me to do the like and i you we belong to society he says which has need of us while he is busy he does not forget his own interests his work gains money and money brings comfort which he likes extremely moreover he has perhaps plans in consequence of which i shall not probably be his heir my uncle is not always thinking of his official work and of his factory he knows by heart not only pushkin you uncle said alexander astonished yes you will see some day right he reads in two languages whatever appears worthy of note in all branches of human knowledge loves art has an excellent collection of pictures of the flemish school that is his hobby often goes to the theatre but he is not in a fuss and fidget and does not sigh and moan thinking that this is childish that one must control oneself not obtrude one's emotions on any one because nobody cares about them he does not speak a strange tongue either and he advises me not to and so do i advise you good-bye write to me rather less often and don't waste time for nothing your friend so-and-so now the day of the month how can i send such a letter said alexander write rather less often write that to the man who came over a hundred and sixty miles on purpose to say a last good-bye to me i advise you so and so and so he is just as clever as i am he came out second no matter send it all the same perhaps he will learn something from it it will lead him to several new reflections though you have taken your degrees your education is only just beginning i cannot make up my mind uncle to i never interfere in what doesn't concern me but you yourself asked me to do something for you well as you like i only give you my opinion forgive me uncle i will obey you said alexander and at once sealed up the letter having sealed up one he began to look for the other to sophia he looked on the table not there under the table not there either in the desk it was not there 
what are you looking for said his uncle i am looking for another letter to sophia and his uncle too began to look about where can it be said piotr ivanitch i hope i did not throw it in the fire uncle what have you done you actually lighted your cigar with it said alexander in great distress picking up the charred fragments of the letter is it possible cried his uncle how did i do that i did not notice it only imagine my having burnt such a precious thing however do you know what from one point of view it is positively a good thing oh uncle good god not from any point of view can it be a good thing said alexander in despair i assure you it was a good thing you will not have time to write to her by this post and by the next you will certainly be in a different mood you will be busy with your new work you will not be at the same stage and in this way you will commit one folly the less what will she think of me why what she likes and i think it will be a gain to her i suppose you are not going to marry her she will think you have forgotten her she will forget you herself and will have the less reason to blush before her future husband when she assures him that she has never loved any one but him you are a strange man uncle for you there is no such thing as constancy no sacred vows life is so sweet so full of charm of subtlety it is like a smooth resplendent lake where yellow flowers grow i suppose put in his uncle like a lake continued alexander it is full of something mysterious alluring hiding within it so much mud my dear boy why do you bring in mud uncle why do you destroy and put an end to all pleasure hope bliss why do you look at the dark side i look at reality and i advise you to do the same you will not be taken in then according to your notions life is sweet in the provinces where they know nothing about it there they are not men but angels zayeshalov for instance a noble fellow your auntie a sublime sensitive spirit and sophia i fancy is just such a silly creature as your auntie no more uncle said alexander driven to fury and still more such idealists as you they go blindfold through life groping after unchanging love and friendship for the hundredth time i say it was a pity for you to come will she assure her husband that she has never loved any one said alexander almost to himself why you are back at the same subject again no i am convinced that she will straightway with noble frankness give him my letters and and keepsake said piotr ivanitch yes and the tokens of our affection and will say here was he who first touched the chords of my heart about whose name they first vibrated his uncle's brows began to contract and his eyes opened wide alexander stopped why did you cease to touch her chords then well my dear boy your sophia certainly is a fool if she commits any folly of that kind i suppose she has a mother or somebody who can prevent her god knows what she will make her husband suspect i dare say the marriage will even be broken off and why because you gathered some yellow flowers together no things are not done like that well since you can write in russian we will go to-morrow to the office of the department i have already spoken of you to an old fellow-clerk of mine now the chief of the department he told me there was a vacancy we must not lose time what is that you are pulling out of that pile of papers my university notes allow me to read you a few pages from the lectures of ivan semenitch about the art of greece he was already beginning to turn over the pages in haste oh please spare me said piotr ivanitch frowning but what is that my dissertations i should like to show them to my chief especially one scheme here which i elaborated 
ah one of those schemes which have been carried out a thousand years ago or which is impossible and useless to carry out at all you will never write anything worth having in that way and you will waste time what after having heard so many lectures they are of use to you for a time but now you must see read learn and do what you are told how will the chief understand my qualifications he will understand them soon enough he is first-rate at understanding and what kind of post would you like to occupy i don't know uncle what kind of there are posts of minister remarked piotr ivanitch and deputy ministers directors vice-directors chiefs of departments branch chiefs their assistants officials of several orders alexander thought a minute he was abashed and did not know which to choose well to begin with the post of a branch chief would do very well he said yes very well repeated piotr ivanitch i could see something of the work uncle and then in two months or so i might even be a chief of a department his uncle pricked up his ears of course of course he said then in three months a director then in a year a minister don't you think so alexander blushed and was silent the chief of the department told you i suppose what was the post vacant he asked after a pause no answered his uncle he did not say but we had better leave it to him we should find it difficult you see to choose but he will know what to appoint you to don't talk to him of the difficulty you feel in choosing a post and of your schemes not a word i would not advise you to talk of material tokens to the pretty girls here they won't know how to take you this is too elevated for them even i hardly fathomed it and they will make faces at you end of chapter two part four recording by expatriate in bangor maine